0: Ron Van Dam. He doesn't need this gig. He's got all that money coming from that deposed Nigerian prince. Should be here any day now and then, he's kissing you suckers goodbye. You're listening to The Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. The following program is brought to you in living color. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Damme Show. Okay, all right. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing.
1: Welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. I'm part of this thing. My name is in the title, so it better be good. If my name wasn't in the title of the show, I really wouldn't care how good the show is, nor would I even make an effort to make sure that the show even had an ending. But now that my name is in the title of the damn thing, I have to be extra careful. And as a listener to this show, you have to also be careful, which means you have to take responsibility for everything that I say. Whether you agree with me or not, it's still your fault. This isn't. <laughs> how you doing? man? how you doing? Yeah, you looking all right? You looking all right? How you feeling? You feeling right? Oh, you looking good. Uh, I'm trying to be pleasant. It's not working. <laughs> I do. I try so hard, but it really doesn't make a difference. So why even go there? How are you, man? I, when I ask you how you are, does it sound like I care? Am I not putting enough effort into this exchange of conversation? Let me try it again. This is as much for me as is for you. I learn more than you do. So let's try it again. I'm going to try to be affectionately caring about, about you. Uh, it, it's not going to work out. That's I'm just telling you ahead of time. It's not going to work out. I'm working on it. Uh, let's, okay, let's start again, let's start again Hi, how are you? No, that doesn't work either I was fine until I got to the word you And then I just, like, lost it Alright, let me try it again Um, yeah, let me, actually, let me do the theme song again And then make believe I, I'm really snappy and caring And lovely and engaging Okay, let's try it again, try it again
0: Good morning Good afternoon. Okay, so good far, evening. So good. good night. It's the Ron Van Damme Show. Hello. Whoa. Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing. Hello.
1: Oh my God. Hello. I am so happy to be with you. And how are... How are you? Oh my god, how oh how are you? <gasps> how are you? Now, see I can't do it. I just I can't do it. I'm trying so hard. I'm being over theatrical. That's what it is. I'm trying too hard. Do you ever know somebody that needed to do something and then when they tried too hard to do it they just screwed it up because they were trying so hard? That's that's what happens. This isn't Christmas time, by the way, but I'm going to say a Christmassy kind of holiday thing right now, a hanukkah kind of thing. Uh, I don't don't know how to assemble things. I talk about this every holiday season, but it's not the holiday season, so why am I talking about it? I don't know. Get off my back, will you? It's stuff that I try hard to do, but I just can't do it, which seems to be the theme of the beginning of the show. And quickly will dwindle into a theme of nothing. I cannot assemble for shit. I'm sorry I said the word assemble. I can't do it. When instructions come with all these parts and screws and nuts and bolts and those little Allen wrenches, I don't know who Allen is but I guess he spent his life making a little metal rod uh, for assembly of furniture and toys. Anyway, Alan, thanks a lot. There's Alan and there's Phillips. They both invented things uh, for assembly. Phillips, the Phillips screwdriver, the Phillips head screwdriver, I should say. I don't know if you know Philip or if you knew who he was. I don't think he's with us anymore. Uh, Phillips had a Phillips head in, in the top of his head. It was a it was a thing from birth. I don't know, maybe a birth canal deficiency. When he came out, there were grooves in the top of his head, and everybody said, "Philip, what's going on with the top of your head? Uh, you look like a screwdriver." And Philip got very depressed, and uh, he he turned it around. Man, I give Philip so much credit. He turned it around, and he took the uh, the impurities and the the odd shape of his head, and he turned it into an actual screwdriver. And he marketed it uh, at Home Depot and Lowe's, and they bought it and put it on the shelves, and it became a thing. Uh, And uh, Bobby Bobby Flothead, that was his name, Bobby Flothead, not Flathead, Flothead, uh, he invented the regular screwdriver, the Flathead screwdriver, and you're saying, well, it was Flothead, and how did it get to Flathead? It just evolved that way because people didn't say, "Hey, give me the flathead screwdriver." They said, "No, you mean flathead? All right, whatever." So there was a flathead, and then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Philip came along with his Phillips head, and then Alan said, "Hey, I want to get in on this. I'm doing the wrench." Alan, what are you talking about? A wrench? A wrench is like a big thing that looks like pliers and stuff, and it's got a little wheel on it, and you can adjust the head. And Alan said, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not doing that. Here's what I'm doing. I'm taking a piece of iron, and I'm just going to put some grooves in it, and I'm just going to sell it as a stick. What are you, crazy? What are you, sick, Alan? No, I think I'm a genius, and it worked. Alan did actually do that. I just don't know if the Allen wrench is spelled A L L E N or A L L A N. I don't know which it is, and nobody cares. But uh, I am horrible at assembling stuff. It doesn't have to be furniture. It can be anything. It can be anything. I cannot. I don't go to the IKEA store. Yes, I am scared of it because uh, uh, I I will never get out of it. You cannot exit the IKEA store. There are, the exit doors only lead to another uh, room. Uh, it's, it's an escape room hell, that place. But everything there you have to assemble. I bought a light bulb uh, last year from IKEA, and uh, when I got home, I thought, okay, I'll well, screw it into the socket. No, you have to assemble the light bulb yourself. I don't know how to do that. There were instructions. I said, screw this. I'm not doing this. I can just go to another store and buy a light bulb and screw it in. Why the hell am I assembling one? So every holiday season, there's something that has to be assembled. Like, yeah, like furniture or chairs, something like that. And I am just so bad at it. I just, I cannot follow instructions. I did not do well in school because uh, teachers would stand in front of the classroom and, uh, and say, "These are the instructions uh, t- for the test," and I would just blank out. I would go. I would just. My head would just go to a waterfall scene. Um, I could not focus on anybody giving me instructions. All right, here's what you do. Uh, welcome to the uh, motor vehicle department, the registry of motor vehicles, sir. Uh, or I hear the instructions, go to this counter over here and then get a ticket and then fill out this form and then sit over here. I can't, I, you said so much. I can't, I, do you have an Allen wrench, Allen? No, this is the registry of motor vehicles. We don't have Allen wrenches. Well, these are my instructions. No, 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 no. I remember when I, uh. I was younger, you know. I got my learner's permit. I got a permit to learn. They never say a, a driver's permit. They say a learner's permit. I don't understand the difference, but I think I do. And I would get in the car with the drive. My, my parents didn't teach me how to drive because they put a lot of value on their own lives, and they wanted to live past uh, their, their middle ages, so um, they didn't teach me how to drive. So they hired uh, some poor schmuck. That was actually his last name. He was from India. It was Sahib Purshmuck. And he taught me how to drive. It's a driving school. It was Purshmuck's driving school. A little embarrassing to drive around with a sign on the top of the uh, hood of the car that said Purshmuck's driving school. And then I was in it. But I would sit there and uh poor schmuck sat, sat next to me and uh, he gave me instructions. He says, now you put the key in the ignition. We had keys back then, by the way. <laughs> you had keys in a car? That's so antiquated. Oh, shut up. You put the key in the ignition and then you turn it and then you, uh, you take the gear shift. And I said, no, I can't do this. I can't. There is, that is too much to handle. Why don't they make cars where you just push a button and it starts? Actually, they don't. <laughs> when I got into my first car where there was a push-button start, I thought that was like amazing. Oh, my God, technology, a push-button start. Oh, my God. But I kept pushing a button and the car wouldn't start, and I started cursing the car. This this is a piece of crap. This, this car doesn't work. I'm pushing a button. It doesn't work. And uh, <laughs> I had to look it up on Google or something. I don't even remember, or ask somebody, which is embarrassing. I'm pushing a button. It says start. I'm pushing a button, and the car's not starting. Do you have your foot on the brake? Why would I have my foot on the brake? I, I'm not stopping. I'm I, I can't even start the car. I what doing? Why am I? Why am I hitting the brake to 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 stop it when it's not even going? Ron, you have to uh, depress the brake. Uh, you mean? Put my foot on it. That's what I mean. You have to put your foot on the brake. And then uh, while you're doing that, press the start uh, button on the car. Oh, my God. That is so much to remember. How am I going to be able to coordinate my left foot and my finger on my right hand? Uh, can't, isn't there just a key that I can turn? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll tell you a true story because I don't make things up uh well i uh, this is a true story, I should say. Forget what I said a true story uh, I had a friend uh when I was younger. his name was Ricky uh, Shout out I don't know what that meant. I just apparently when you mention somebody's name you you say it's a shout out, you don't have to yell. it's not necessary. I've made honorable mention is what I've done. I haven't shouted out to him. I said his name, Ricky. That's a mention. I didn't shout it out. Ricky! Didn't do that. I didn't do that. And I wouldn't do that. Because it's rude and it's stupid. Ricky had a, uh, a car. But it was not automatic. It was one of those stick shift things. Uh, and from what I've told you about my inabilities to follow instructions, you can see that this is not going to be a pleasant outcome <laughs> so Ricky says hey hey ron i'll I'll teach you how to drive I said i i don't know how, i don't know i I don't know how to do a stick shift he says it's easy you start the car so where's the button he says they haven't invented that yet they haven't, haven't invented it. you have to do the key You put the key in start uh, car Okay. Uh and now you've uh you know, put it in drive and uh you have to move the stick shift and it was like a jigsaw puzzle like like some type of Mario uh in you know, a video game like you got to go around the corner and then make a left and then right and it was and, and it was ridiculous here. It was it was a stick shift. So I did that. We were going up a hill. <sighs> Here we go. Here's the story. Going up a hill, and Ricky says, "Now shift it into uh, a second or third. I don't even remember." And I moved the jigsaw handle, and um, the car like made a real big grinding sound, like um, like it was dying. It grinded like a meat grinder, like a <sighs> like a buzz saw, like a like a like a like a. Uh, uh, it was awful. I ruined ruined his his gear shift thing, and the car wouldn't move. And I don't really remember what happened after that. Ricky was still my friend, but I think he wanted to get back at me for the rest of his life for ruining his first car. And I kept saying, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't follow instructions. But I, I messed up his car. And when you're a kid, you don't say, well, I'll pay for it. You can't pay for anything. You don't have any money. We remained uh, good friends uh, for uh, a little while longer. (laughs) Shout out to you. Shout out, Ricky. I'm shouting out to you. (laughs) You know, it's funny when you do shows like this, not for you, but it is for me. You start the show to talk about something. I do I, I do what's called stream of consciousness uh, uh, stuff. I, I know what I'm... What's the general subject matter of what I want to talk about at the beginning of the show, but I, I write nothing down. I have nothing planned. And I know what you're saying. I know, Ron. It's obvious. But that's how I do this. I have nothing planned, literally. No notes, nothing. I am on a high wire without a net. Nanette could not make it today. She's busy. Uh, so I don't know where I'm going to end up or what stories I'm going to tell. And sometimes these flashbacks come back from uh, my childhood or from earlier in life. And, and all of a sudden I say to myself as I'm relaying them to you, oh my God, I'm remembering this all of a sudden. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think about this. But there it was. That happened earlier in my life. Did that ever happen to you? No. Can't you give me that at least? Like, can't you just say, yes, that happens to me too? Just to, just to be nice, like we've got something in common, even though it's not the case? Can't you just say that? Apparently not. My guest is going to join us momentarily. This has nothing to do with uh, my guest. My guest is going to talk about uh, your brain. In a very nice way, he says, you don't have to pop pills or do all these kinds of things. There's natural ways to make your brain healthy so that it doesn't deteriorate. Uh, We all have this. Here's here's my measure of, of how your brain is working. When you're younger, like 20 years old or something, and you walk into a room and you say, oh, now why did I come in here? that's just humorous you know that's like a (laughs) why did i come in here i can't remember nobody cares you don't even care when you're a senior or older in life and you walk into a room and you say oh now why did i come in here then it's a whole different ball game all of a sudden that's a concern Yeah, and that drama, drama, dramatic music plays in the background. Even though you don't have a radio show, you still have that music playing. Then you know you need to take care of your brain, and that's what we're doing. But uh, before we do that, uh, here's a little uh, public service announcement, and then my
0: guest. Hi, I'm Gary Filkington, founder, owner, and operator of Filkington Gender Warehouse in picturesque West Bridgewater. We've got genders for all occasions here, for sale, lease, or hourly rental. There's no need whatsoever for you to agonize over what gender floats your proverbial boat. You can choose from one or more of our selection of over 30,000 government-certified genders of the highest quality. Come on in and talk to one of our qualified gender specialists, so feel free to browse around in our vast three-story gender showroom. Whether you're a boy or a girl or a genuflecting peach pit or whatever, you're guaranteed to find a gender that'll show the world you're something special. And while you're here, if you gotta use the can, it's open season, baby. Go wherever your spirit takes you. Filkington Gender Warehouse is open weekdays till 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. on Saturday for your late-night gender action. Surprise your friends, piss off your parents, get special treatment at your job with a brand new Filkington Gender, Filkington Gender Warehouse. We identify as being at 367 East Route 43 in West Bridgewater, so maybe go there.
1: Peter M. Castleman joins us now. He's the author of Eat to Think. This intrigued me because it seems quite simple, but at the same time, thinking is not that easy sometimes. Uh, in, in our world uh, we're bombarded by stuff and our brains are kind of exploding with all this information and we try to stay on our toes we see television commercials about various diseases that you can get mentally and it's time to consider uh, this topic so thanks for being with us Peter
2: well, Ron thanks uh, for having me I, I appreciate it
1: what prompted you to uh, write Eat to Think
2: well I've uh uh... been at this for most of my life of thinking about health and and the human body and uh... we we are given something at our birth which is a beautiful brain mm-hmm. it's it's like we each have ten thousand uh... computers sitting on our head and they run everything in our bodies including our emotions and yet we're not treating it very well uh... our brains need nutrients um, it's very power- powerful, and we're not giving it. Our diets today are not nutrient dense. They're full of, of, um, of grain and and um, highly processed, and um, a lot of artificial stuff. And it's leading to a a, a real uh, healthcare crisis with uh, cognition decline. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and I felt we could do something about it. Ninety seven percent of our brain's health we control. It we're we're not helpless uh-huh. and it starts with what we eat.
1: I think what scares most people is the old uh, thing where you walk into a room and then you say well, why did I come in here? And when you say that and you're a senior that becomes oh my god here we go. Nothing scarier to a human being than losing control of their of their mind and their thinking abilities and such. Uh, so this is like really important to many and, um, a lot of them have relatives even now that are, uh, struggling with dementia, etc. cetera, a very scary kind of outcome.
2: You, 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 nailed it, Ron. Um, unfortunately my wife and I have had two parents that have had dementia yeah. mm-hmm. and it's, it's heartbreaking and what you have to do to help them is, is really heartbreaking uh, we believe that there is a path to not be totally exposed to um, that awful disease. And in this book that we wrote, Eat to Think, we talk about the six pillars of brilliance. And these are, we believe, six things that if we start, you know, even at a young age, um, working on, we it can make a difference. And these are nutrition, physical exercise, mental exercise. Sleep, lack of stress, and and love in your life, and those those six pillars can make a, a difference to maintaining your brain health even as you become a senior. It, we do not have to end up the way that uh, so many mm-hmm. of of seniors today are ending up. I, I am a senior myself, yeah. and I've been <laughs> been working at this for a long time, and. We actually actually have some high nutrient dense foods that I eat uh-huh. because I don't want to end up that way.
1: Yeah, if it's avoidable, uh, even if you start later in life uh, where this starts to become a concern, uh, it, it it can still be uh, effective. Uh, we we all know from an early age that exercise and doing like puzzles and and little brain twister things apparently help, uh, but it, it's more than that, isn't it?
2: Yes, it really is, and and um, the reason we we have the the title of this book "Eat to Think," we think the foundation of this yeah. is a good a good nutrition a um, uh, nutrient dense diet, yeah. um, and 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 that that really um, you know feeds the the brain and keeps it very strong. Um, you know, Ron. The other thing is we live in a society that's. Um, you know, we have a very uh, a robust healthcare system, mm-hmm. but the healthcare has no standard of care of cog- for cognition. You're you're mm-hmm. on your own, and we we just don't think you you are on your own. We think something mm-hmm. can be done about it.
1: You know, it, it it's it's this medication stuff that that, uh, that we all turn to because we see the ads on TV and the over the counter things and the doctors prescribing pills and. It it becomes a pill popping kind of generation in order to have a healthy lifestyle, but um, uh, that scares a lot of people, including myself. I take pills for other reasons. I don't need to start doing it for for brain function. Uh, but this can be done through regular nutrients. You say?
2: Yes, it, it can. Um, you know, the 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 core is to get a a uh, nutrient dense diet. We, um, my co-author uh, Eric Christensen, mm-hmm. uh, he and his team has a- have actually produced a couple of, of products. I'm holding one right now that's called our Brain Omega Three Bar, mm-hmm. and it's it's just full. Of nutrients, it's 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 a teeny little bar, and mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of eating a fillet of salmon, mm-hmm. and yet it's it's got it's got uh, two grams of omega three, which your brain loves. It has forty essential nutrients, It's full of protein and polyphenols and vitamins and minerals and fiber and everything your brain loves. So it's little things like that that is the start to uh, not accept. Brain decline. We don't have to have that in our life.
1: Yeah, I mean, omega three is touted for a lot of things. Uh, I'd rather eat a uh, omega three bar than than uh, take the medication. Certainly, so I mean, the choice is kind of obvious. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. uh, omega. Yeah, I mean, th-
2: you know, if if if, yeah. if you're the type that will have salmon every night, you don't need it. Mm. But if you're not having a piece of salmon every night. I mean, the omega-3 bar is just critical for brain health.
1: Okay. All right. Um, The book is chock full of uh, information like this, and I can't imagine anybody at any age not wanting to keep their brain as sharp as possible. Uh, There's no question about that. And I'm very concerned about this generation that's growing up now with the cell phones and staring at computer screens and looking down at smartphones. I'm concerned about them. I mean... Uh, I, I, it's like the brain doesn't have to do much anymore. Just look at things. It's kind of scary.
2: It really is. I mean, we, we, we're given this gift, this beautiful brain. Mm, we don't use and it, and we should, we should love it for our entire life. Yeah. And ninety-seven percent of our brain health we control by doing our six pillars of, of brilliance. It's, yeah. it's not that hard. Yet we're we are moving away from that. And I think what we're trying to do is encourage people to, you know, our last chapter is love begets love. You love your brain, it's going to love you back.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's like meditation. You lie down and you have a conversation with the various parts of your body. I actually believe in that. I think that, that those connections can be made between your brain and your and your body parts. They can, they can work in sync, but you got to sync them up. You know, they don't just do it automatically necessarily. So I get that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that's out there there's it's so confusing when you you go into Dr. Google and try to find all this information mm-hmm. and this is part of what this eat, eat, eat to think book is trying to do is make mm-hmm. this very simple. We've used 97 92 references of studies and stuff, but we've made it, you know, in my language, I'm a pretty simple person and I yeah. can't understand too much. And this is a pretty simple way to kind of understand a path, uh, gotcha. you know, not, not lose your memories.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you know, you can't drink, uh, uh, you know, I have uh, 50 hamburgers, uh, McDonald's and then, but have diet Coke. So now I'm okay. You know, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, work yeah. like that. Okay.
2: Yeah, but uh, but but uh, uh, one one other last point, uh, Ron, yeah. is that uh, you, you don't have to sacrifice. You just have to to uh, to slightly change to yeah. get more nutrient dense stuff in your diet. You can still love life, love food, enjoy. This is not a don't do stuff. This is a go do stuff. So this is okay. a very important piece of of life.
1: All right. Uh, it's eat to think and I believe it's eat to com. Is that right?
2: Absolutely. Go there. We'll give you a free download of the, of the book. We'll actually send you a couple oh. of our products oh. and we're, um, we're, we, 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 we want to make a difference. Um, you know, as I said, I'm a senior and I hope, uh, I'm a, I'm a young senior, but I'm yeah. still a senior. I hope, I, I hope to be here a long time and I hope the next generation will be too. And, we hope to help everyone that's uh, concerned about cognition.
1: Very cool. And we all are. Uh, and, in, you know, again, w- when you have family members and friends that start going through this, you all of a sudden wake up. But let's not do it when it's too late. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking to you. He's Peter Castleman. It, it's Eat to Think is the name of the book. Eat to Think.com is where you go to get the information. Um, and I thank you for doing this actually, uh, Peter, you're doing a lot of good for a lot of people.
2: Well, thank you, Ron. We, um, it's a labor of love. It's something that's near to our heart, but it's also, I think something that, uh, applies to, to everyone that really cares about themselves and their loved ones.
1: Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to you. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. Oh my God. How does he do it? But until that time arrives, I wish you peace.